Yes, that line falls on the right bay. Ah, not that Maggie's back in town. It's Friday. Look out, old Maggie's back. Chris McMonagle here with you on the overnights. You know the deal. I got you for three hours from 2 to 5. And the warm-up show will come your way then. 877-337-6666. That's the number to call in. And we're still basking in the glow. That's right. It's a football Friday, and we'll get to it. Giants actually play Monday night, so we'll have more time to get to them. Jets against the Texans. But we are still basking in the glow of the Yankees getting Juan Soto. And more news as Cashman spoke today. Juan Soto updated his social media, which is always, always fun. We seem to care so much about it. But it is nice that not only are the Yankee fans excited to get Juan Soto, but Juan Soto is excited to be a Yankee. And that plays into the idea of whether or not he'll re-sign. No one expects him. We all know this. No one expects him to necessarily extend. He's going to free agency. But, hey, within, a, within less than 24 hours, the guy is updating his social media and everything's Yankee, and he's so excited to be a Yankee. I, listen, we all, we're all pumped about it. We're still basking in the glow, as I like to say. We are. And it's still a glorious couple days here for New York Yankee fans as the Yankees have changed, right? Haven't they just, oh, what a, I, I love, I, I even bought into it the other night. The Evil Empire is back. I was playing the, the Darth Vader music, whatever, the March or the whatever it's called. I was, the Imperial March, thank you. I was playing the Imperial March. I was getting all into the Yankees are so different. And I was giving Brian Cashman all the flowers. Well, today, as we heard from Brian Cashman, as we heard from Brian Cashman, and we heard just like, as Marco said in the update, it's perfect. He led right into my open. As we heard from Brian Cashman, and we talk about the Yankees becoming the Yankees again, as much as it is about Brian Cashman and making that trade, even after listening to Brian Cashman speak yesterday, I'm really starting to focus on the idea of Hal Steinbrenner driving this bus. And this ownership group, specifically Hal, who is not like his father, and George would be rolling over in his grave and what the Yankees have become, and all that nonsense. And we'll go over a couple reasons why it's been nonsense. But here he is, forcing, and you can listen to it, and you heard Cashman speak. I really, st I'm starting to believe that the reason this is all happening and the reason why you feel different as a Yankee fan right now that they got Juan Soto and I feel different as a Yankee fan because they got Juan Soto and the feeling of Yamamoto being possible and then even if Yamamoto is not possible, anything is possible. The Yankees are all in on 2024. It's because Hal Steinbrenner is making us feel that way. And I'm fully starting to believe that Hal Steinbrenner was really the driving force. Now, he's the owner. He's the one who makes the decisions. If he didn't want to pony up the three thirty million million to bring in Juan Soto, it wouldn't happen. If he didn't think it's worth it and he didn't even, he's not even going to entertain the idea of giving him a, a contract offer around $500 million next year, it probably doesn't happen. But I'm starting to think especially now when you look at how this deal went down and the initial trade offer 
that came out on Friday night, which was pretty much what they agreed to, plus two other minor leaguers. And the Yankees were taking a step back. It's, you know, we can't do, we can't do King and Thorpe in the same package. We can't give up all these arms. We can't. We're so, uh, you know, upset at the excessive nature of this offer that we have to take a step back and we're going to, we'll talk again in a couple of days. Let's get to the winter meetings and maybe we'll reopen negotiations. And then once negotiations opened up again, boom, they were aggressive immediately. And the deal ends up still having Thorpe and King in it. And the feel I'm starting to really get the feeling that Brian Cashman and the, Baseball people inside this organization, which we have famously noted, have not changed. Have not changed off an 82-80 season. It's the same people running this show that have ran the show for the last 30 years. I'm not sure they love this deal. I'm not sure they wouldn't have waited to see what happens. I'm not so sure they wouldn't have played more hardball to see if they could get King out of this deal. Because looking at the rotation now, we all know they need pitching. You talked about it today. The Yankees need pitching. Whether it's Yamamoto, and we'll get to that, obviously, 877-337-6666, with what the, the, the Mets are obviously in on it and what they're willing to give and how, it's, how much Steve Cohen and the Mets are on Yamamoto. But they obviously need pitching, whether it's Yamamoto or anybody else. And I think they wanted to keep King. And I think you saw this owner step up and say, this is the guy we are targeting. This is the offseason I am targeting. And we are going all in. All in to make sure this offseason changes because he sensed what we all sensed. And finally, we needed that. Now, I don't know if they needed to go 82 and 80. I don't know if it needed to be such a miserable season and such a miserable offense to finally get it into Hal's head. But they finally recognized where this fan base was and how annoyed it is and how pissed off it is and how toxic they have become towards the fan base, uh, towards this team, and whether it's ticket sales were down or whatever the case may be, Hal Steinbrenner finally recognized that he needed to go out there and make this move. And he wasn't going to wait until the Otani shoe drops and suddenly the Dodgers are standing there without their prized possession they've been waiting for for two years with all their money and well-run farm system to see how they get involved. Or the Toronto Blue Jays, who seem to be all in on a massive move some point this offseason. He didn't want to wait to see where the Otani shoe drops and where it leaves other teams. He wanted this deal done before Otani, and he made sure that it was King and Thorpe or whomever it was going to take to get this deal done yesterday. And so whether or not you know you think Hal Steinbrenner doesn't care or whether or not you think all he cares about is selling chicken buckets and selling beer and he doesn't care about winning up to a point yeah sure he you know he doesn't want to be a losing franchise but he doesn't care about winning and now this is finally the big bad Yankees and let me just take a step there uh, towards that for a second like i heard a caller coming in and i was talking to a buddy too and i see it on twitter and all well finally finally the Yankees are out there getting the best players available and I just think last year's offseason, they stopped short. And that's what I'm hoping they don't do this year. This year, they have to go further. 
They have to get Soto plus, and they're in on Yamamoto, and they're in on a starting pitcher, and they've already added Verdugo to help more left field bats in the outfield. Last year, they stopped at left field, but the idea that they, ne- like, oh, when's the last time the Yankees added the best player available? Like, last year, that's the last time the Yankees added the best player available. Like, they went out, I know he was on the team last year, and he's been a lifelong long Yankee. Aaron Judge was the best player available last year. And he was offered $400 million from the San Diego Padres. They ponied up and gave him $360 million. You could make the case, despite DeGrom and his age and injury, and Verlander and his age, the best free agent pitcher on the market last year, went to the Yankees. They went out and paid Rodon. They gave him that extra year that nobody else wanted to give him. I don't think we should be so surprised that this owner is willing to do this. And I don't think we should be so surprised and clamoring today that suddenly Yankee baseball is different. They got the great player. And they ponied up and made a trade to make sure they brought in someone who's a generational talent. And it feels different because of the nature of Juan Soto, because of the comparisons to Ted Williams, because of who he is and his age and the idea of what he means and how he fits perfectly into this team. And as Cashman talked about, uh, on the grading scale, two eights. I, you know, the grading scale in scouts is 20 to 80, so he referred to them as eights. These, the two of the five arguably best hitters in the league are now in the middle of this Yankee lineup. But is it such a far stretch to think this owner would do this. When they target guys, they get them. They went out and gave Cole the biggest contract to a starting pitcher. Was he not the best pitcher on the market in 2019? They trade for the MVP. Whether those deals work out or not, have we not seen this owner at least do part of this? And that's the problem. The problem is partly. They needed a left fielder last year. They went out and got the best hitter, and you can make a case. They went out and got the best starting pitcher. He ended up having a disaster of a season, and I think he's one of the more important pieces on this team moving forward, especially where their pitching is. But they stopped there. They talked about wanting to go get more, but they stopped there. They needed a left fielder. They didn't finish off the deal. This year, right now, despite the fact getting Juan Soto, I don't think the more I step away from it and really look at how business has been handled from the New York Yankees, this is great, and you should be excited, and I'm excited, and I can't wait to see Juan Soto in this lineup. And I'm so pumped that I believe this owner didn't allow Brian Cashman to balk at this. I'm not positive Brian Cashman would have balked. I'm not positive eventually they don't give the best deal anyway, but I think the Yankees and the baseball people didn't love this this deal with King and Thorpe. But the owner made sure it happened. And now the owner is going to make sure they go out and get another starting pitcher. And anything is possible. They need to continue this. This, this has to be the starting point of this offseason. They need to go out and get Yamamoto. They need to go out and get a starting pitcher. If they, if they don't fall on Yamamoto, then you got to go out and maybe hit the trade market. There are starting pitchers. There's Cease in Chicago. There's Corbin Burns from Milwaukee. All of these things are now on the table because this owner absolutely has now realized that not only does he have to go out and get the best player available, which he has done a handful of times during the time frame where you hated him, Not only does he have to do that, but he has to go all the way. He has to go all the way and make sure that he's not only just one of the teams competing for a championship, but he is one of the favorites competing for a championship. 
And we'll get into that, 877-337-6666, cause there's a lot of talk of whether or not the Yankees, as presently constituted, are able to compete for a championship. Are they there? And I have a different take on it than most do. So we'll get to that. But this owner, we're going to find out about this owner moving forward. I think he's the driving force now behind the Soto deal, at least the the maturation of this particular deal and when it got done. I'm sure Brian Cashman loves Juan Soto. They all do. Who wouldn't love Juan Soto? He's tremendous. But I think the idea of this trade getting done when it got done, you could. I think you could say Hal was the driving force behind it. But for me, I, I the more I get away from it and look at the way business has been handled over the last handful of years, I don't think this deal and this deal alone is some sort of major departure from where the Yankees do business. They went out and got the MVP when it fell into their lap with 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 uh, Stanton. They went out and got the best free agent available, the ace from the team that beat them in the playoffs that year and gave them $300-plus million in coal. They went out and made sure the best player in baseball in Aaron Judge stayed a Yankee. They went out and then got the best free agent pitcher available in Rodon. They stopped when they still had holes. That's the problem. So here, from this point on, how the next two weeks play out, as apparently Yamamoto is going to take his time. We don't know when Otani's shoe is going to drop. We don't know about any one of the, until the market uh, has one of those two guys fall. We don't know where it goes. We don't know what the trade market looks like. This baseball offseason is an absolute disaster, and it's impossible to read, and it's moving at a snail's pace. But, yeah, yeah, I get it. The evil empire is back. Yeah, 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 I get it. The Yankees have recognized their problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pumped about it. And Juan Soto is the best player from outside this organization. They've acquired him forever. He's 25 years old. He's a budding, he's an absolute superstar, a Hall of Fame track. Like, he is the guy they had to go get, and they recognized they had to go get him, and this owner made sure they got him. But what do they do from here? Now that we're a day removed, now that we're all basking in the glow, now that we've all enjoyed the idea and the thought process of watching Judge and Soto back-to-back, we're looking at his social media, now that we've taken a step back from that and we understand there's more to do, how do the Yankees handle business from here? What happens if they don't they don't get Yamamoto because Steve Cohen goes out and hands them hands them three hundred million dollars or something and absolutely blows us all out of the water, which we all know is possible? What do they do from there? Do they call it a day and say no one else is worth it, or do they go out there and make sure this team has everything it needs to not only compete for a championship but be the favorite for one? 877-337-6666. So let's take your phone calls on the Yankees and Soto. And where we're going from here, and whether or not just Soto is enough to say the evil empire is back, because you know what? It's a step in that direction, and it makes you feel more than any other move, for whatever reason, because of his age, because of it being a trade, because of the nature of Juan Soto and where they are as a franchise, and maybe the year last year that they had, and so and the way they've yelled and the way... You know, Cashman handled that press conference and the way Steinbrenner has talked. And the first thing they do, the only team who's really made any move, they owned the trade. They owned the winter meetings. The only thing at the winter meetings mainly was whether or not Soto was going to get traded. When was it going to happen? So they've owned this offseason. They make the big move. It feels different. It feels sexier. It's exactly what they needed. It's two superstars in the middle of the lineup. It makes you feel so much better. But is it really the evil empire yet? Because I can point to a handful of situations where they went out and got the best player available. 
during this time period where we all think they're trying to act like the Rays and, and Brian Cashman and, and this baseball operation, they just want to be the smartest team. They, they want to be smart. They don't want to be the Yankees. During that same time period, they've went out and got the best player available multiple times. They don't finish the deal. Now is the time. This is the year. Go out there and finish the deal. And for the first time in a long time, I think the Yankee fans actually believe it's going to happen. 877-337-6666. So yesterday we praised Cashman. Today we praise and dare Hal Steinbrenner. Go out and get it done. McMonigle here with you in the overnights. 877-337-6666. We'll get to the football, obviously. What kind of game can you expect from Zach Wilson? All the controversy. All the hoopla, all the storylines, all the denials, all the defense of him. With no pressure, with no pressure left at 4-8, and eight, knowing what the fault, you, as now watching the team and, and that highlights from that game last week, knowing exactly what the issue was, which was taking risks and throwing the ball down the field, which has been the case almost all season. What can we expect from this team going against a rookie quarterback who leads the league in passing yards? What can we expect from the Jets? I'll let you know. Let's talk about it. 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. Sorry, Hal Steinbrenner. We always doubted you. That's right. I think the more I think about it, and I got away from it today, like the idea that all of us, you know, the Soto move, and it's it's because maybe of how great he is, also the, the idea that it could be a one-year nature. And Cashman spoke to this in his press conference today about it being about now, right? This has no intention of, this has nothing to do with the future just yet. This is a deal made with the possibility of it being just for this upcoming season. And that's the way the Yankees should handle it. And in some cases, they, you know, most of those trades had longer or so free agent signings clearly are longer term and more of a, a future thought process. And this was just about this year. And to be, to be willing to do that for one season to bring one of the great players here without any guarantees of having a long-term relationship with them speaks volumes about where they are and where they think they need to be this season. But ultimately, to just... To have Juan Soto here and suddenly act like the Yankees are back, right? I, f- I felt it too yesterday, but the more I get away from it, like, I think it's a little unfair to Hal Steinbrenner, who does push the envelope in a, a lot of, like, a lot of the time. Did he, did he pass on certain guys? Did the Yankees pass on Harper? Did the Yankees, have the Yankees made bad decisions? Of course. But that's not the same, and who knows? God, I mean, listen, is it impossible that this is a bad decision? I don't know. Hopefully not. Is it possible he has a miserable year or gets hurt and then re- signs and they get nothing for this? I mean, geez, I can't believe the words came out of my mouth, but it's plausible that we end up looking really uh, poorly on this deal three years from now. But, I mean, again, when's the last? Oh, it just feels so great to be shopping at the top of the market. They got the best hitter and the best pitcher last year. They stopped there when there were more holes to fill. And I know Judge was already with the team, so it was like adding nothing to the offense. He he pointed up $360 million to keep him. He was a free agent, technically. They got the best 
position player free agent and arguably the best pitching. I know we laugh now. Rodome was horrible. Oh, yeah, he was the best. Okay, Chris, he was the best. He was. He was the he was the youngest thirty year old starting pitcher on top of the market. Major League Baseball came out with a list for whatever it's worth at the start of the year best best starting pitchers in baseball. He was third, ahead of Cole. That's how good he's been the last handful of years. He was miserable last year, and right now he's a question mark. That's why they need to go out and get Yamamoto, or maybe trade for Corbin Burns, or maybe do both, and then be fully operational Death Star. But. I'm I'm starting to think with the way Cashman spoke that this deal got done when it got done because of Hal Steinbrenner. And he needs to go do more, and it feels like he's going to, and that's the best part. Because for me, it's not so much, wow, they traded for a great player, they they acquired a great player. They've done that. Whether you want to admit it or not, whether you hate them or not, they've done this. It's never felt like they won't be denied. And that's what it feels like right now. And they have to follow through on that. And I fully believe they will. Whether it's Yamamoto or someone else, they understand they need arms in the in the rotation. And I don't think they'll settle for bot. I, I think you could see them very active in the trade market. They have pieces. They have Gleyber Torres. They have Pereira. They have Peraza. They have other pieces that they could still try and use in this farm system that is far better than fans want to give it credit for that were able to acquire two outfielders, including Juan Soto, lose two pitchers in the Rule 5 draft and still feel like they're in a place of strength looking into the trade market. But it can't stop here. That's the point. Because are they good enough to win a championship right now as presently constituted? I'll answer that later. But that whether that's a yes or a no, they're not the favorite. They're not the, oh, no doubt about it, this is, this is their division to lose. Let's go out and make them that. And that's where Steinbrenner needs to move past this. Well, I got you, Soto. What else do you want? And I know they're chasing Yamamoto. I believe it, but it's got to happen. 877-337-6666. Mike in Bayville. What's up, Mike? Hey, how are we doing, C-Mac? Good. How are you, buddy? Good, buddy. I got two points if you bother hanging on. So, Mike, you got to turn his phone pot on. He said uh, he said a naughty word. Let's try it. Let's give him a break. Mike, you there? I'm very Okay, no problem. We're going to move on. Mike uh, can't control his potty mouth. Val in the Bronx. What's up, Val? Brother Mac, I've been waiting all day to make this call. Happy Juan Soto Day, ha- my Well, it was, it was yesterday, but it's today as well. We're nah, still, yo, t- this- today, I started to move past it. Yesterday, I didn't do nah, any of this. Yesterday, don't break, yesterday, I don't spoke break about Yama- yesterday, I spoke about Yamamoto mainly on the Mets front. To yesterday was a just bask in the glow, enjoy the fact the Yankees got got Soto. Now today I'm starting to dabble in what comes next. My man, brother Mac, my day don't end until I put my booty in my mattress. <laughs> so as I far as you. I'm concerned, happy Juan Soto Happy day. Juan Soto okay? Day. Uncle Hal did it. You know what that, I mean? He Uncle did. Hal Uncle Hallie. No problem. No, no doubt about it. He did it. I do think. Listen, I think Brian Cashman was on this. I think Brian Cashman wanted this deal. I'm not trying to tell you he didn't. Now, you can I, hear from the way he commented about it. He yeah, I, I think Brian Cashman would have been very comfortable waiting. 
I think Brian you know? Cashman thought the because pe- if you listen all, all the you know all the people who know what they're talking about apparently who are grading I, I this told trade. You I was scared about that. Yeah. Well, I'm saying I like told that. You the other night I was. Yeah, good. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm you go ahead. I'm no, sorry. I'm. Well, I'm saying all the people who are now grading this trade, and you're seeing a lot of a lot of people are not grading this trade necessarily in the favor of the Yankees. A lot of people think that they were desperate to trade him. You knew they had to move on from him, and still they got an asking price, which was pretty much what they initially asked for. So typically, when you have a deal and so, the first ask is kind of what you get. I think a lot of people will go, well, listen, they got their first ass. They won the deal. And I understand so, what King could be and what Thorpe could be and the pieces Vasquez and Brito are. But ultimately, I, you, if you want to give the, the Padres a good grade, fine. The Yankees get an A for this deal. They just acquired so, Juan Soto. So, like I said, and I told you, I, we spoke about this the other night, too, and I told you that. I thought they were actually getting a little cute. And that's where I think that whole Brian Cashman thing that you were talking about with the hesitation, yeah. I think that's where that was. Because like you said, he was probably trying to get the best deal possible. No doubt. And Uncle Hal said, you know what? I don't even want to take the chance that other people get right. involved in this. I Let's do what we got to do. A hundred percent. I honestly believe. But, I think the Cashman would have been comfortable waiting, seeing, thinking he had the best offer on the table and was, and they yeah. have to trade him. I think apps, if Hal didn't get in, I think we'd still be waiting for Juan Soto. But like I, t- like I said before, and I got a couple other points I want to make with you, but like I said before, so long as I'm holding on to Volpe, Peraza, uh, even Austin Wells, Dominguez, the rest of the young cats that I need to go cheap with moving forward in order for me to make this dream really, really possible, mm-hmm. I- I'm fine with the trade. You can say what you want about King and, you know, even because um, I told you how I feel about King. I like the guy, but he's been kind of suspect from time to time, and we've had to do things to keep him right. And even that stuff that you saw at the end of last season was an experiment. It worked out nicely, but we were struggling at that point. Who knows what would have happened this season, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But to get to get to, to what I really wanted to, to say about some of that stuff, too, I am so happy because, one, point one, with Soto, one thing that, that, that everybody is not taking into account is, I mean, well, people have said it as far as the protection for Judge, but I think this does things for everybody else on the team. I have a feeling somebody like Glaber right now, assuming he stays on the roster and he's on there on opening day, he's focused at this point. The kind of nonsense that you saw with the because you're seeing it. Like how they say uh, uh, something about the ships and the rising tide and all that good stuff like that. And uh, ah, whatever, I can't even remember the saying. But even Stanton might actually get a little bit of a brief period for this because he doesn't have to be that guy that everybody thought he was supposed to be even with Grisham there we got depth now because you know you were saying yeah. to me before how they take it there's already people speculating on how they will play Grisham to give the guys the rest that they need so that things can go forward yeah and as far as the pitching stuff is concerned I'm gonna say this to you right now Mac you stole my thunder when you said you mentioned something in your opening about Dylan Cease yeah. and the nice thing about the way that things have happened with Soto and now with Yamamoto because we're like so much like Last offseason, you know, we were there, but in certain things, we were always in the background. Because of the fact that we're actually in the chase with everybody else, it seems as if people are talking like Yamamoto is actually holding up. Because even Chicago actually had Dylan Cease up for trade and pulled him back because the thought process is that once Yamamoto goes, that's when they're going to really try to, you know what I'm saying? Do yeah. other things. So even if we don't get Yamamoto the way we really want to, have, to, want have, to, attack the, too, have to attack the pitching market. Totally agree. There's a bunch of other pivot moves that are going to happen right after that goes. And through. I think that's what, I, you, I, that's what you're going to find out, Val. That's what, I, that's what I'm talking about here. That's what I'm talking about here. For me, like, I, I think it's now a day removed from it, and after just the excitement of getting Juan Soto, the idea that this is some sort of really far-stretched 
uh, you know, removed from the way the Yankees have done business over the last few years. And like, I think it's a little overblown. I, I think it's, I, I don't, they've done things like this before. Like, I understand trading, they traded for the MVP. Is he as good as Juan Soto? No, but he was the MVP. I mean, he has hit a million home runs. Now he's aged out and hasn't played as well. And ultimately, it's been an unsuccessful tenure, so we won't look at it the same. Just like someone now is getting on me for, uh, on Twitter trying to say that Rondon is a positive. I'm not saying Rondon contract is a positive. It might turn out to be a horrendous mistake. But he was at the top of the pitching market when they got him. I'm talking about the idea of, of where they are and what the mindset is when the deal is made. Making one move this offseason, no matter how great it is, and it's the best of all of them that I just mentioned, I still don't think this... The owner has shown the willingness to do this, whether you want to admit it or not. This This one fits the team better than Stanton did. This is a better player and more consistent and healthier player than, than obviously Rodon has been. But I mean Cole, Rodon, Stanton over the last six uh, over the last five or six years. Like they've done this before. They have to keep going. And that's the point. Even if they fall flat on Yamamoto, even if they fail on Yamamoto, which I'm not sure they will. Don't get me wrong. I am not conceding anything. I think Yamamoto wants to be a Yankee, all things being equal. All they have to do is come close. Go get him. And I think they will. But if they don't, because Uncle Stevie throws out a crazy number and they can't compete, which is plausible. I don't think anyone expects them to give every single dollar the Mets will give. You know that. Even a reason, any reasonable Yankee fan, you have to understand the Mets have more money. So if it's just every last dollar, they're not going to get Yamamoto. So let's say that's the case. Say Yamamoto wants every last penny. And who, and who are we to blame him? So say that's the case. What do they do from there? Do they sign, you know, Michael Waka and move forward with this rotation? Or do they go out there and pay for a Montgomery if he's willing to come back after how wrong he was by the New York Yankees? Will they look to trade someone like for, for someone like Corbin Burns, who's got one year of control, who might be available, who might not take all that much? who might just take a Peraza or a Gleyber Torres and a package together around that. Maybe that's, you go get a a former Cy Young winner. What do they do from here? How far do they go to make themselves a World Series favorite? That's Last year, they stopped. They said they were going to do more, and they stopped. And they allowed left field to be a black hole with that and a couple of key injuries ruin the team. That and everybody sucking. They allowed left field to be a black hole where it was the worst position. They had the worst left field in all of baseball. You don't need an all-star at every position, but the New York Yankees should never have the worst position in baseball. They had the worst left field in baseball. That was unacceptable. It made no sense. It was unacceptable. They just went and filled that hole. They added another outfielder in Verdugo who's an above-average corner outfielder, left-handed contact hitter. I think the lineup is far better than it was last year. You could still add pieces there. I don't expect it, and I don't necessarily need it. But they can't stop at Soto. And not. And when I, when I say can't stop, I mean can't stop shopping at the top of the market. This can't be the only big move. They can't go out and fill this back end of the rotation with 
nice little pieces. They can't go trade for a, a serviceable fourth starter that hopefully throws 180 innings and it'll be a serviceable guy. And No. Soto and someone else at the top of this pitching market. That will show me that they have decided to go all in. Billy in Norwalk. What's up, Billy? Hi, hi Big Mac. Love your show, man. Oh, thank you, buddy. Uh, What's up? You're welcome. Hey, I just want to throw a name out there. Um, how about Trevor Bowers? I know we got to go after yeah. more pitching. That's what I think. I yeah. mean, maybe no, I, no. Cashman said it today. Pitching, that's it. The starting pitching market. Right now, their starting, right. Ro- their starting rotation is Cole and Hope. Now, some of those names are reason to hope. I mean, I do think Rodon can come back and have a, a very good year. I think he's an excellent starting pitcher who just got off to a terrible start with an injury problem and never got it together. And then plus then he was trying to battle the the New York market and it just he never got his footing. I think that he could still be a very good pitcher. You're waiting on Nesta Cortez who was injured almost all of last year. So you don't know what he's going to be, but I have faith if healthy that he could be a good starting pitcher. And then you have uh, you know Clark Schmidt who had a decent year, but like that's it. That's a very light rotation. It could be fine, but it's not good. They need to go out there and get top of the market starting pitcher Yamamoto, or or um, obviously uh, or uh, Snell. I love Corbin or, Burns. I you know, love Corbin that Burns idea. is that's that's. Uh, if you really want to be full operational Death Star, you sign yep. Yamamoto, you trade for Corbin Burns. There you and go. Then you real. Then you really are some. Then now you're something special. Now Absolutely. you're now you're World Series favorites. Go do that. Yep. Go win a championship this year. Make it happen. And ultimately, yeah. if they if they lose, then I don't know what you could say. Then you just say, well, you know, that it's it's hard to win a championship, and crap happens. Like I don't know what else to say. So yeah, that that would either. be something you have to do. But as far as uh, as far as Bowers, it's <clears throat> he hasn't pitched in the major leagues for a while. He is a Cy Young winner on the short um, on the short COVID season. Uh, he's an excellent starting pitcher, but. I know he's been clear. I don't know if you want to say he's been cleared. The lawsuit's been dropped. No charges have been filed. That th- That is in the past now. He's beyond that. Uh, you still don't like, even though he's got some proof, he's got, you know, some things have come out that sh- shine in a different light where it seems it wasn't the same thing he was being accused of. And, you know, there's some reason to believe in his side of the story. There are some things that are still troubling. And I think just overall, Right now, the toxicity of his situation is not something I would bring to the Bronx. I just don't think I would. And I believe in second chances, and I don't know if that's fair or not. And there has been some things come to light that make you feel differently a little bit about that situation. But there's also some things that still just don't sit right with me and won't sit right with a lot of people. And I just don't know. And plus his relationship with Cole, which isn't a huge determining factor, but they clearly don't like each other. I don't think he's met a clubhouse that gets along with him. I'm sure he has individual guys here and there who will tell you he's a good, fun guy and they've had a good experience with him. But overall, most clubhouses he's been in, almost everyone, don't like him. The Dodgers wanted nothing to do with him. Uh, I, I just, I don't, I don't see that being the best course of action. I don't. I understand the thought process where you're getting a excellent starting pitcher for cheap, but at what cost? Jason and Waterbury. What's up, Jason? Hey, hey, no, 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 no. You're, you're right. Come on now. That's bizarre. We're going to move on from that. 
Ziggy in Hillsdale. What's up, Ziggy? Hey, how's it going? I'm a Yankee fan that's ecstatic about Juan Soto. Yes. Um, I'm just calling about Otani, though. Uh, where do you think he'll end up now that the Mets probably have to, like, you know, answer the New York Post making all these headlines? The Yankees making all the headlines, you mean? Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's the, I don't think uh, they would pay him in a second. They, the Mets would bring Otani here in a heartbeat. He doesn't want to be here. So I, at least that's the thought process. I mean, it, it sounds like he wants no part of New York. So it's yeah, it's so you think the Blue Jays and is that, is that an actual destination? Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't know what these reports are. He's kept this thing so close to the vest, and I I have no idea exactly his thought process. But if I'm trusting what I read, which is all I can do, the thought process is right now it's kind of down to the Dodgers or the Blue Jays. And some latest reports are the Blue Jays made him some kind of crazy offer that's going to be impossible to refuse. I don't know if the Dodgers would match. It's, it's felt like it's a Dodger thing forever. There's always a chance he still goes back to the Angels. He's very comfortable there, and he certainly seems like a guy who's a, a, a creature of comfort and you know doesn't want to rock the boat, and, and he might like the way they... you know He's probably running the team for all intents and purposes as an Angel, so there's a chance he goes back there, but ultimately it sounds like right now it's going to be the Dodgers or the Blue Jays. Okay, yeah, that makes sense because the California is close to Japan. So well, he's always wanna... wanted to stay on the West Coast. Plus, it's the Dodgers. Plus, their money, uh, and then the Blue Jays. I don't know. I guess apparently there is a um, a large uh, uh, Japanese um, population in Toronto, and some other reasons that he would be comfortable in Toronto. I don't think he's. Well, looking... I read that he could own Canada. And that's a, that's like you know an incentive for him because you would own Canada and Japan I actually, at the same time. Well, yeah, I actually heard the opposite. Um, I heard that uh, he feels like it's a place he would have a much better time blending in, and a, a place where he wouldn't. You know, hockey is so big there, and it would be something where he could you know walk the streets and not feel like he was the center of attention and and be you know bothered everywhere he goes. I I don't know, but it could be that. It could be the idea that he would be the most, you know, dominant figure in the country. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to – there's no way – excuse me. There's no way to know his thought process. We know nothing about him. I don't know if there's – I know we've joked for years, right? For years, Major League Baseball fans have joked that Mike, Mike Trout is the face of baseball, and he's nowhere. And people couldn't pick him out of the lineup, and he's the best baseball player in the world. But yet, you know, he's a three-time MVP – the the greatest of this generation, and nobody knows him. He could walk down the street, and nobody would know him. It's you have no idea what his interests are, other than you know being an Eagles fan. Like that's it. And Otani is the same way. It's amazing that both those guys from that team are the two superstars of the game, along with Aaron Judge, and maybe now Bryce Harper. The last couple of years, while what he's doing in the postseason, like I, I know nothing about this guy. I know nothing about what makes him tick other than he doesn't want the spotlight of New York. I mean, being a Dodger is spotlight. I don't, I don't know why that doesn't bother him. I, he's willing to deal with spotlight if he's closer to his home on the coast, I, I guess. I have no idea what makes Otani click or tick, should I say. I have no idea. I have no idea. So I, we're hearing the Dodgers. We're hearing the Blue Jays. I think any t- there's a ton of teams in baseball. I think the Cubs, the Mets, the Yankees, the Blue Jays now, the Dodgers, the Angels. There's probably more than that who would be willing to sign him if he just gave them a call and said, hey, I'm interested. 
but he's picking where he wants to go, and I don't know what the hell he wants. I just I, we don't know, and he's gone about this in such a quiet way. It's hurt the game. This should be excitement. We should be. Ex- he's the greatest baseball player of all time, in my opinion. And I understand. I know Mad Dog has uh, Christopher Mad Dog Russo has kind of been on a rant that you'd have to be out of your mind to give him six hundred million dollars. He hasn't won in L.A., which I always find a silly argument. Is he a great player or not? Great players sometimes don't win. Should no one have been interested in Ted Williams because he couldn't win with the Red Sox? I mean, you know, how many championships does Willie Mays have? How many championships does does Hank Aaron have? Like, I mean, do we only get players who win? Is Robert Ory one of the great basketball players of all time? It's, it is what it is. He's a great player. It hasn't worked there. Same thing with Soto. Like People trying to say, well, it didn't work in San Diego. Yeah, it didn't work in San Diego. What does that mean? You shouldn't acquire, you shouldn't acquire great players unless they've won championships, which, by the way, he has won in Washington. Like For whatever reason, it didn't work in, in San Diego. For whatever reason, mainly because they couldn't find pitching and Trout's been hurt a lot, Otani hasn't won in L.A., does that mean if you bring him to a team, he can't win? I hate, I hate, I don't understand it. I don't understand that thought process at all. Dan Marino never won. The Dolphins should have moved on and got Jim McMahon. They would have been better off with Jim McMahon because he won a Super Bowl with Chicago. Like, stop. I don't understand. You want Otani on your team. <laughs> Trust me. You want Otani on your team. He's going to be a DH for this year. Then he's going to pitch and hit. He's going to hit 270, hit 45 home runs, drive in 100 runs, be a force in the middle of your lineup, and then next year he's going to start for you too. Like, what? No. No, I don't want that because he didn't win in Anaheim. Ed and Elizabeth, what's up, Ed? Hey, Mac, I look forward to calling you on the 19th. We both have a birthday the same day. Oh, you're you're on the 19th as well. December 19th. What a great day. I, th- I, I there's there's not really a lot. I know Jake Gyllenhaal is another one. I, I don't know many other uh, birthdays on the nineteenth. Yeah, but reason for my call. Yeah. Um, we know these Yankees like to give guys second chances from mistakes or whatever as they've done in the past. I think if they try to go after Trevor Bauer, they're gonna have to get 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 permission, I guess, from uh, Garrett Cole because those yes. two guys. They not like each other. They, I don't know if they'll they, yeah, they 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 do not like each other. That was a long time ago. I don't know how much ill will is still harbored between the two guys. Uh I know, you know, um as far as Bauer is concerned, I'm sure he'd be willing. Uh, right now he's trying to get anywhere in Major League Baseball, so I'm sure he'd be willing to bury the hatchet. I don't know how Cole feels about it. I don't know if you'd have to get his permission necessarily, but you would talk to him. I mean, you would absolutely Cole is as an important figure on this team and the rumor was some of the reason they held up on giving up Michael King is because Cole was such a, a fan of of Michael King and his ability. Cole is one of the guys on this team, no doubt about it. One of the guys here who is, is trusted inside the inner circle of this owner. It's Cole and Judge. Those two guys are without question having a major voice in how this offseason goes. There's no doubt about it. They are discussed in everything. So, yes, if you were going to bring Bauer in, even talk to him, which I'm not even sure the Yankees would and or or should for that matter. But if you were going to bring Bauer in, yes, Cole is an absolute guy you'd have to talk to first. And, I mean, get his blessing on some level, sure, but ultimately at least let him know and feel him out for how bad the situation would be. But I don't think the Yankees are going to do that. There are other options. I'm telling you, right, this is what I would want. 
You really want to forget? I, I, I guess there was a report um, today that they kind of are still. I mean, Cashman downplayed this, where saying he was pretty much done with the offense. But I guess there's some people who think. I think Jim Bowden said it, former GM of the Reds, that they would. The Yankees are still kind of in on Bellinger. I think Bellinger probably wants to be a Yankee and certainly wants the Yankees involved in his negotiating, that's for sure. But his father was a Yankee. I'm sure he would like to put the put on the pinstripe, so that might keep it open, just that idea, where it could still be wanted from the Bellinger aspect, but I don't see it unless they move Verdugo, which I don't know if they do, but I'm looking at do something crazy. Go trade for, for Burns and sign Yamamoto. Now you have a rotation of Cole, Burns, Yamamoto, uh, Rodon, Nesta Cortez. That rotation gets it done. That rotation gets it done. And I'll tell you right now, I have no qualm saying this. The Yankees are a World Series contender right now, as presently constituted, without doing another damn thing. And that's the point. That's the point. Where do they go from here? They need pitching. They uh, Look at the team. Last year, who's the defending World Series champion right now? The Texas Rangers. Last year, SNY and our buddy, I'll call him out on it a little bit, Sal Licata. I love Sal. I'm going to hang out with him this weekend. The SNY broadcast team last year mocked, mocked the Texas Rangers when they signed DeGrom. Laughed at them and laughed at him for wanting to leave the Mets for such a loser organization as the Texas Rangers. They lost a ton of games last year. They were not a good baseball team. They didn't sniff the playoffs. They added what? Evaldi? They already had their offense prior to last. They already had Simeon and Seager, Garcia. They added Nathan Evaldi and and, and Jacob DeGrom, who got hurt and didn't pitch all year. And what happened? What happened? They had guys step up. Guys come from the minor leagues. Guys have monster years. Made a cup. Made the Montgomery move at the deadline. Made a couple of different pieces. Had guys step up. Had a bullpen pitch well in the postseason after being absolutely dreadful down the stretch of the regular season, and won a championship. Are you honestly telling me that if, like last year, you looked at the the Texas Rangers as a team that could win the championship? Did you look at the Arizona Diamondbacks as a team that could be that could come out of the National League? But yet we look at this Yankee team with Juan Soto and Verdugo changing that lineup, Cole at the top of the rotation, Rodon, who has been, when healthy, one of the better pitchers in baseball, Nesta Cortez coming back from injury, Clark Schmidt coming off a positive year. You're telling me right now with a, maybe a bullpen move here or a back end of the rotation piece here, obviously you still have to add some pieces, but without a major piece, this Yankee team is presently constituted, can't compete for a championship. Cannot. That's the narrative. The narrative is this team can't compete. Not yet. Got to go do this. Got to go do that. I completely disagree. But that's the point. Don't stop at just being good enough to compete for a championship. I think they're there. I honestly do. I think this lineup is good enough to go compete for a championship. I think they're a playoff team, and I think anything's possible once you get to the playoffs. That's what I think. 
I think this team could win a World Series as presently constituted. But that's not good enough. That's the point. They got to a point that they've been at. They were at this point in 18. They were at this point in 19. They were at this point in 20. They were at this point in 22. They've been a team capable of winning a World Series. They haven't been the team that made sure to be one of the favorites to win the World Series. And even that doesn't guarantee anything. I think the Braves were the clear-cut favorite to win the World Series this year, and they got ousted in four games. And looked like they were scared to play the Philadelphia Phillies. So I'm not telling you the Yankees will win the World Series. Hell, they can go do what I just asked. The the pie in the sky, trade for Corbin Burns, sign Yamamoto. They could still lose in the postseason to an inferior team. But as presently constituted, this Yankee team is good enough to win the World Series. It's good enough to compete and be one of the teams that can win a World Series. You can't stop there. Not if you want to be what we've all called them the last day. The last day and a half, we've called them the Death Star. The Yankees are back. The evil empire is back. We're finally the Yankees again. You can't say that. You can't say that and then tell me this team is presently constituted with what they've already done is not good enough to win a World Series. If this team is not good enough to win a World Series, how can we stand here, beat our chest, and say we're the evil empire? How can you do that? You can only say that when they've gone out and done everything they can to be the favorite to win the World Series. There's still more to do, and we have to make sure they do it. And that'll be the difference. And now, unlike other years, I think there's some optimism and some belief that they will. I think last year they thought, most fans, oh, they got Judge, all they did was bring back Rizzo. They'll stop there. That's all they'll do. They won't go make sure they get someone else. Oh, yeah, sure, they got Cole, but really, what else did they do? This offense was still the reason they lost in the postseason. They did nothing to the offense. They're not going to do anything. Oh, look, they traded for Donaldson. Oh, that's the kind of moves this team makes from now on, blah, 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 blah. Now it feels like they got Soto, and they're coming for Yamamoto. And even if they don't do that, they'll do something because the Yankees are all in for this season. That's the feel, and that's important. And I'm glad the fans feel that way. And hopefully that's what will happen. But you can't be beating your chest, calling me up, saying the Yankees are back, the Yankees are back, and then tell me, yeah, they're not good enough to win a World Series yet. Because I'm telling you right now, I think they are. They absolutely are. Again, where were the Texas Rangers last year? Being mocked by SNY. Mocked. Laughed at. How the hell would, why the hell would DeGrom leave the Mets to go to the lousy Texas Rangers? Well, he doesn't want to win. He doesn't care about winning. He just wants to own a ranch, eat sunflower seeds, and doesn't care about winning. Any, why would you go to the Texas Rangers if you cared about winning? That was the narrative last year. And then what happened?